All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. So if you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. Welcome to Vision Pros. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, I would love to, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, you know, Jackson, I've had the the nicety of, of getting a chance to meet with you and connect with you a bit. And I'm, I'm grateful to have a chance to chat on your, your podcast because I think what you do is visionary and, and you definitely say the right things and know what to do. So I'm grateful to be here. Thanks, Sean. And, and visionary pros out there who are listening to this, uh, don't, be, don't get be caught off guard by Sean's humility and his praise, his ability to honor me. Uh, Sean's a husband, yes, a cat dad, a disc golfer, a serial entrepreneur too, and a sell by chat expert. He does a lot of amazing things. What you need to know is that he's also owned eight different businesses and his strengths come from nearly two decades of studying communication, which again, you'll see in his ability to honor people throughout the show, uh, his business and his professional sales. Now he's closed more than $130 million in his own sales career. And he's personally built three seven figure businesses and two eight figure businesses with an amazing business partners and team. Uh, Sean and I have become friends quite fast. Is that a fair word to you, Sean? We're yeah, kind yeah, of new to this. So, yeah. you know, I, if you're, if you're listening, a lot of times, uh, people kind of keep people, at a distance until a certain amount of time passes. Um, I don't like the time concept personally. Um, you know, it's like once I've met somebody, I kind of like, it's like Will Rogers said, you know, I've never met somebody I didn't like and pretty much everybody was a friend, but there's a reciprocation factor that I've had with Sean. So from day one, Sean came in ready to be a friend, reciprocating, willing to give referrals. Um, he had done his due diligence to look up who I was and what I do and the different ventures I've been involved in. I had done the same for him. And that allowed us to start with a degree of harmony that most people, most interactions are kind of missing in life. If you haven't done your own due diligence in the front end, your relationships are going to start out kind of stale. Why not take the five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or even 30 minutes. If you keep going down a rabbit hole and you keep seeing value, find out where it goes to go through all of that because then it enriches the process of the relationship up front. So that would be one of my greatest visions for those of you who are kind of getting started in business or who are still kind of hiding behind a wall at any point in time, I can hang this call up on Sean right? If he decides to offend me or he decides to start selling me, I can say, no, thank you. It's great to see you, Sean. Have a wonderful day. But I don't need to be scared or timid when, when I get on a phone call. I should be put myself in a position to where I know enough to feel comfortable with the conversation. So with that said, um, we're going to tie that back to uh, oh, that key word that you use, uh, sell by chat experts in just a minute. But Sean, where did you pick these principles up? What what led you to be such an open, awesome leader with people? 
Um, well, I, I can share that. I think, um, you know, my, my background is, is now almost just over two decades of studying communications. And, and because I believe when you know how to communicate effectively, and some of the things you mentioned are so valuable, um, that you can really advance yourself, you can advance your career, you can grow a business, you can do a lot of things, you can have amazing relationships, whether it be with your wife or your partner, or your kids or, or, or business partners or however. And so um, my journey started when I came, kind of came out of college, and, and I only had really one question on my mind. And that question was like, how do I make a lot of money? That's what I wanted to do. Uh, and so I asked my dad, because he was the only guy that was pretty successful. And he said, well, Sean, you have three choices. And I was like, great, I love choices. What are they? And he <laughs> says, number one, are you a CEO? And I'm 22 at the time. And I didn't even know what those initials meant. So I'm like, dad, I don't even know what those initials mean. That's not me. He goes, okay, are you an entertainer? And I go, well, I can't really sing or dance. So I think I'm out. That's not me. What, what is the third choice? Because like, clearly there's got to be... The and he said, you better learn sales. And so I said, okay, well, that, you know, like me, the simple-minded guy, I went and I looked for a sales job and I studied all the different sales jobs that were out there. And there's a lot of them, right? And what the one I fell into was manufacturer's rep, where I would actually sell for about 15 different companies across 40 industries, kind of the higher echelon. It's, it's selling stuff that everybody needs and nobody cares about. Example, sheet metal, wire, cable, bar, electronics, all that stuff. Right. And so, um, it was, you know, and I took the job and, and I sucked, right? Like, <laughs> like, I, like I mean, a true statement um, for my first six weeks, uh, my boss gave me this big book of manufacturers numbers and said, call these manufacturers, go set appointments and sell them stuff. Of course, my, you know, my whole upbringing, my parents and my sister and my family, all my friends are like, you have the gift of gab. You'll be able to talk to anybody. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just go from that. Cause I didn't have any formal training. And so I started making these calls and I did 80 cold calls a day for six weeks, 2,400 attempts. Jackson, how many calls do you think I, or how many appointments? you think I booked two zero oh man full-on goose egg dude. hey let's be let's be fair here though okay I didn't get as far as you I interviewed a Granger three times okay. which is a one of those manufacturing yeah, yeah. or uh, yeah no they turned me down <laughs> I didn't even get the job so so did Home Depot uh, so I was like oh man I can't even get a job at Home Depot and so so Yes, go ahead, man. I'm feeling yeah, and so and so um I, I completely struck out. My boss was getting really fed up with me and he was kind of pissed off every time he, I'd see him storm by my office. And and then I, I was like about to throw in the white flag and I'm like, I, I hate this, it's not for me. And I called my dad at work and I'm like, Dad, I'm just having a really rough day. And he goes, Well, don't quit. I'm like, Okay, what's the advice? He says, Go to the library and read a book. And I'm like, oh my God, like you couldn't just give me the answer. So, so of course I, I was like, all right. And I took off for lunch and instead of going to lunch, I actually went down to the library and I went to the sales section. I was like, well, if I'm selling stuff, maybe there's some books on sales. And I walked through the sales department. I found a Tom Hopkins, how to master the art of selling stuff book. And I was, and I, I opened it and I started reading through and I got to like chapter seven and I was like, oh my God, there's a system that I could follow step by step in order to set an appointment. And so I went and I checked the book out and uh, I took it home. It was on Friday. And, and I went back to my office and I was so excited, but I had to make more calls and get my quota. Of course, no appointments were booked, but I took the book home for the weekend and I started reading and I geeked out over this and I memorized the little system because I was always pretty good in school. I figured like, well, I can remember five steps or whatever it takes to book a call. 
And, and so I go back on Monday, I pick up the phone and I start trying these new little systems and I'd messed up a bunch of times. And then I got to the place where I had a conversation that followed it exactly. And then I got to the place where I needed to say the line to book the appointment. And I was about to say it. And the next thing you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and sweat beads are coming down my forehead. <laughs> and I totally butchered the line. Like I didn't even get close, but the guy on the other end was cool enough. And he said, Sean, I know what you're doing, man. I need some of your stuff. Like come over on Tuesday at nine, let's have a conversation. And I hung up the phone on Monday and I was started to cheer and I was like, yes, yes. And my boss runs into my office. Like, I don't, he must've been standing there listening or something. And he goes, did you just close the deal? And I was like, no, 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 no. I just booked an appointment. And he's like, oh, come on. And he like <laughs> walked off, right? Because <laughs> he was hoping for that. And uh, But for me, that moment really sparked my career because I realized a couple of things. Like I sucked at it and I knew I sucked at it, but there was a thing that I could study. And, I, and that's where I started learning like, oh, sales is trained. It's not, you just don't have the gift of gab. Some people are okay at that, but there's structure and there's a science behind it. And that's when I realized like, oh, if I become one of the best in the world at studying these little systems and learning how they work and applying them, what I can do is I can have the science as a baseline and I can create my art and I can drop that on top. And that's where you create unique personalities in the sales world. Love so it. Super well said. All right. I got to, I got to unlock the database now since you're on that path and you're studying, let's download as fast as we can. What other books? Sean, what, oh are, what other resources um, for sales have you hit? Because again, this is so, guys, this is so important. If you're listening, this is again about sales based on relationships too, right? It's based on the art of understanding how to inspire, not to manipulate. Right? I, I, I think that's the case. That's my case. Sean, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can never, you, you can never convince another person. You can never, you can say the right things to get them to think in a specific direction. But again, decisions have to be made by the person and it has to be in the best interest of the person. And so what I always teach, because I've taught over 5,000 people to be killers in sales, I say always for good, never for evil, because you can take the concepts that I teach and probably that you teach and you can do some dirty things. Case in point, Jordan right. Belfort got arrested because he manipulated people out of how many millions of dollars? By the way, his straight line persuasion selling system is epic. It's a very good system. But again, always for good, never for evil, right? Like that's the right. move. And so there's, you know, there's Jordan Belfort's, there's the the um, the science and the art of selling. There's, um, I don't know, Jeremy Miner's a big play. He has an NEPQ like model him. that he studies. Um, there's, uh, let's see, um, you got spin selling, you got the challenger sale. Like again, I geeked out on probably 40 different selling systems. Um, my favorite one that I fell upon because at the time I was selling business to government, um, I, I fell and found the Sandler sales system. Yes, my favorite too. Yep. And um, there's a book called You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. David Sandler. Nailed that's it. probably Keep the going. best selling book to learn a selling system in a format that's digestible. And that one worked really well for me, right? Because I was in business to government. However, if you're selling B2C or even B2B, some of the stages in that system aren't quite there, but it's a very, very good baseline to start from, right? And yeah, um, I ended up investing over $12,000 personally into this program. I had a sales coach. Uh, I met with him twice a week, um, talked with him daily for a long time until I got so good at this. He asked me to come and be a rep for his Sandler organization. And I started selling sales training at some point in my career, right? So I oh, got that cool. good, right? Um, because I was closing all these deals and I was doing big things. I took my, at the time, um, I had actually started an electronics corporation here in Las Vegas. We were selling circuit boards and, um, well, actually, let me back up a second. 
I learned these systems. I got really good at being a manufacturer's rep and I started making a boatload of money. And then I had cars and boats and houses and all this other stuff after I'd learned it. And I wanted more. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted my own business. So I ended up buying into this electronics company here in Vegas. And I took those systems and I put them in and I set appointments and I closed deals and I set appointments and I closed deals. And it was just this awesome cycle. And I got to meet these really great people and I was enhancing their lives and amplifying their businesses. And and I took that company from 250,000 a year to almost 9 million, it was eight and a half million dollars in, in revenue. And during that time um, was like, it was, a, it was a windfall, right? So it was like, everything was just happening and business was growing and booming. And I was like, this is incredible. And then what happened, I hit the dark spot, right? Because every cycle, every entrepreneur has a cycle. So that was kind of the high peak. My business partner sold the company from behind my back in less than two weeks. Oh, wow. And I own 47% of this company. He didn't even tell me that he sold it, but it's a private entity. So there's nothing right. I could have done. And so that sent me down the, the to the depths of the, all of the liquor bottles in Las Vegas. I oh, uh, got to a place where I was uh, really depressed and I didn't know what to do. Um, luckily, I found my wife at a bar during that period of time, right? And I started dating her um, and, and she was like that shining light and that lightning bolt that says, Hey, I believe in you. You know, you've done some really cool things in the past. Like stop doing the drinking thing and get out on your way and go do what you're good at. Motivation filled up my wings, right? And that's why I think it's very important to surround yourself with the right people. Because if you do that, wow. then you can always fly, right? And so that was a big lesson that I learned in my dark spot. And um, she helped me get to a place where I put my resume out. I picked up a job selling roofing material of all things, right? Like, I mean, big commercial roofing, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just try my systems in this thing too. And I put them in there and I broke every sales record they'd ever had in the first 18 months. Um, I was on all their stages. They were sending people across the country to train with me for a period of time to learn what I was doing and how I was doing it. And after about 18 months, I realized like, yeah, I could stay in this profession and do the thing, but I don't vibe with roofers, not my people, like no offense. And so I ended up exiting that organization and that was about seven years ago. And that's when we found the online space. And I thought to myself, because my wife and I, like I loved her and I, you know, like she hate, she didn't really like her job. She was an office manager at a dentist office. And we wanted to spend more time together as we were getting courting about to get married. And she said, what if we could do it online and, and you could get me out of my job? And that became my new goal. Like that was the one objective that I set. And um, we found this online system, uh, which taught us marketing. Now I'm, I don't claim to be a marketer, but I study it like crazy. And I know sales. So I thought to myself, well, this little marketing system can bring eyeballs. I can probably convert them. And so we picked up this multi-level marketing organization uh, out of Japan selling water systems. And we, again, broke all the records. We got on all their magazines and all this other stuff. We built this massive network marketing business. Um, we had about half a million people following us around online. We had 2,500 people that had invested over 10 grand with us. So the numbers are huge. Wow. And they said to us, we got to a point where we're just, it was running nicely. And they said, Sean, Melissa, Chris, because Chris, my business partner at the time, that's where I started business partners with him. He said, your system sucks. We're like, whoa, it's not our system. It's that other guy. And they're like, we don't care, fix it. And that led us in the journey into becoming software people. And so we started our very first software organization dedicated to that network marketing organization to help those people. And what that did, very simply put, it's called Digital Genius Lab, and it helped yeah. nine Fiverr quit the nine to five life and go online and build a lifestyle business. Very pretty challenging sale to make, 
Um, but again, had a lot of success with it. Our goal was to hit a hundred families to where they were making 20,000 a month. We got to 69 and I completely burned out to the point where I was going to a mastermind. And again, another lesson I learned is always have a coach, always have a coach in every aspect that you're trying to get better at. Um, find a coach that knows more, that knows how to click the buttons. And I was going to see our coach, Russell Brunson. And if you want to see the name, whatever, you know, I've been in his inner circle for five years, dear friend of mine, love his family. And um, I was driving up the highway and I saw a tree and I was so burned out. I thought to myself, man, I'm just going to drive in the tree and end it because I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. That's pretty low. That's as, that's as low as the points get, Sean. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it was a, gives me the chills just thinking about it. Cause it was, it was like real. And I stopped the car and I started crying and and I was like, babe, I can't do this anymore. She's in the passenger seat. And and, uh, and she goes, well, let's just go talk to Russell, see what he has to say. And so we went to um, this presentation and, and we were the last ones to go. And all these people in the room have been having tens of millions of dollars of success, but not really many people talk about the downs. Yeah. I was at such a low place in my life. I was living off Taco Bell and coffee. Like it sucked, right? Like it was just a terrible lifestyle. I wasn't getting, I was working 20 some hours a day. And I did this for multiple years. I was doing three webinars a week live. Like I was just burning it, right? Like as much as you can burn it. So again, lesson here, set parameters around yourself, like have parameters to put those things that fulfill you. And that's what I was going to ask. What I'm going to ask a really vulnerable question. What's the difference, Sean, um, between what you were doing then and what you were doing now, or are you on that? Are you stuck in that same? Oh no, it's, it's a very simple solution is having a team and having a system. If you have team and system, you can achieve incredible things and you can still allow yourself the cushion or the padding to fulfill your boat. Because if you as the visionary, as you're listening to this, if you're the visionary in your organization and you feel like you're burning out, set yourself some parameters, go back to the people you work with and say, look, I'm stopping work at 6 p.m. And then hold yourself to that accountability. Stop at 6 p.m. and go do karate or go for a hike or go play disc golf or whatever it is that fills your, your, you know, your bubble. Because if you come to the business and you're in the wrong spot, everyone's going to feel that you're going to emanate that vibe and then nobody will hang with you, right? You won't be able to grow. You won't be able to do anything. Let's so, talk uh, about some secrets of teams. Then um, you say, have a team. I've got a chart that says right team versus wrong team. Sure. Um, right. Cause you do have both. So what, what did you do to get the right team in place? What are some principles you followed to do that? Well, before you could have the team, we needed an infrastructure. And so we didn't really know what to do. And it wasn't until we ended up, um, well, so, so just kind of fast forwarding my story, we're at this mastermind and, and we do this presentation about the highs and the lows. And we did a launch and we did a quarter million dollars in an hour and like, like huge numbers, right? And Russell, the whole room was cheering. And then at the end, Russell says, you're going to hate to hear this, Sean, but you need to kill your baby. And I was like, what does that mean? And he goes, you need to dump your software company because it's killing your soul. You're a level 10 guy doing a level two thing. If you make a change, everything will be better. Which so software we, was this? This was the digital genius lab. This is what okay, we got. This one where you got the 69 families you've blessed, but you're burning out. And okay, he tells you that's it. Like you, you, you belong at a higher level. Right. And so, and so we're like, well, how do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you position a company to get sold? And then we realize, oh, you need this infrastructure. And so that led us into hiring another coach, Alex Sharfin, who I love dearly that dude and Russell saved my life uh, more times than I can imagine and tell them every day. I just bless them. Um, and we went through Alex's high ticket program. Uh, it was $65,000 for anyone listening and interested in that, like in a year long program. And he showed us this, sharpened cadence that he'd created 
of how to set up the infrastructure in a business where you can actually put the team. It's now called Simple Operations. Yeah, there's Russell. Uh, if you don't know who Russell is, you should definitely study him. He's one of the greatest marketers alive. Um, he did Correct. $3 million um, in a 90-minute session. So that's Russell. Alex Sharp and built a $250 million real estate empire when he's 21. And he realized that all businesses suffer without having this infrastructure. And so he created the simple operations, which is um, the Sharfin method, right? And that's it. So um, we went through his program and um, he like totally revamped everything we were doing internally. And guess what happened? All of a sudden, people were now interested in buying the software. And so then we were able to unload the software company and we sold it. So it took us 12 months to do it, but we did it. And I was so grateful. His podcast is epic, by the way. Um, he's the one, he actually gave me that pair. You see those glasses he's wearing? He gave me a pair just like this here. Nice. Swanwick. Um, and because I used to get headaches from looking at a screen all day. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Swanwick blue blockers really helped me with that. So yeah. Sweet. That's, That's awesome. So, so, so to answer your question directly, Jackson, we put the infrastructure in with his systems and then we put team into that to run those certain positions. I agree with you, right team. So you have to look at the, uh, what he calls the four R document. So that's role, responsibility, requirement, and results required for each person. And we would write out the job description. And then that's what we would go to market to find that person that was good at that. And that's how we started finding the right team and bringing them into our world. Excellent, man. Well, that's awesome. It's, and it's, it's interesting. So, so many people avoid the mentors, um, you know, and they, they, they wonder, am I good enough to talk to this person? Will this person really like me? Um, you had the tenacity. In large part, your sales career probably had a little bit to do with your ability to jump in and do that. But it doesn't matter if you have that or not. Just go say hi. You know, like just go up to these people and, and ask them for help if you're in a position where you need help or let them know what you're doing. And, you know, if you you show up with the right type of attitude, the right type of charm then I found that people like that tend to embrace you quite fast or give you some type of lighted direction of you go there. Um, <laughs> right. And if you follow it and you come back to them again, you've honored them, especially if you thank them for it. You know, I think it's a big piece of it as well is is expressing the gratitude all along the way. And I again, I see you doing that throughout the show. Visionaries, if you if you didn't catch it, think back to the things that Sean said about thanking Russell Brunson every day, honoring his wife for pulling him, you know, out of one of his toughest spots of life. Um, you know, and and not only being vulnerable, but also being able to recognize the people who were pivotal in moving his life forward. If you can do that, your life's going to be so much more rich. Um, I would also like to circle back a little bit to you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. If you're a salesperson or not, doesn't matter. If you've never read that book, chapter one can save your life. I will say that chapter one can be life saving. And I think it's chapter one, the one about the R versus the I, the role versus the identity. Yeah, that is so important to remember and never forget. Um, or it's a slippery slope off the deep end if you don't um, in, in all roles in life. So i um, big fan of that. I will say um that as far as the sandler sales training goes it's like any franchise that's out there if you go to the worst subway franchise in the world you're going to have a negative experience if you go to the best subway in the world you might have a positive experience if you happen to like the sandwiches um right well the same is true with sandler especially since david sandler's passing fantastic individual i've had very mixed results um with San the sandler sales institute they have plenty of room to uh, either work with Schaefer, uh, Sharfin, rather, or work with Russell or come in and work with First Class Business. Also, I bet they'd benefit tremendously from implementing Flowchat 
and what it is that they're up to because it's amazing what happens when you have an influx of revenue and cash the amount of flexibility that you then have to take a step back look at your systems and say okay now we can really focus on what we need to do to to grow not what we need to do to survive right thrive versus survive are two very different mindsets and realities of what you think about what you focus on doing so um sean i'm going to move into a couple of your case studies here um we're going to talk about them in a little bit more in depth let me get some of these awesome windows closed real quick let's see here we'll come back to pricing as well for what Flowchat is and uh, my little surprise there. So, all right, so I want to I want to dissect this a little bit for the audience too. As you're looking at case studies, friend, foe, um, unknown doesn't matter. Use your eyeballs, use your comprehension skills, and figure out the details that are missing because there's two things that exist in the details. We've heard one: the devil's in the details. Well, I also like to say the divine is in the details as well. Both are true right one's just a meme that people love to share so the seventeen thousand a month the thirty thousand a month in eight weeks was this her initial eight weeks working with flowchat or was this an eight weeks after the fact um that occurred from from day zero to day eight weeks okay awesome so she goes from seventeen thousand to thirty thousand uh did and i haven't read this yet did she make adjustments to her business model what you know dramatic adjustments was her business model sound did y'all coach her on that yeah. And so uh, just to, to kind of like keep it in line with my story and, and I'll jump into Brooke in just a sec. So give me like 20 seconds here. So what happened was they, uh, so now we killed this software company and then, uh, and then we're like, well, what should we do? And then Alex and Russell both say, well, what are you good at? And we said, we're really good at sales. And they said, well, guess what? All these online entrepreneurs don't want to sell. And we're like, oh, we didn't even know that. We weren't even thinking about that. Right. And so we went and we interviewed all these sales, these, these entrepreneurs that were trying to get their message out. And what we found was they didn't want to sell clear enough, just like our coaches told us. And so what we did at that stage, we said, well, Hey, let's, let's start an agency showing them how to hire on board and train a sales team. And that worked like lightning, right? So we picked up five clients, high ticket. We started helping them. We built the entire ecosystem for putting a sales team in and it fixed their revenue problem for about four months. And then at the end of four or five months, they came back to us and they said, all of them, Sean, Chris, thank you so much for teaching me you know how to sell. Now I can't sleep at night though, because I don't know how to feed the team you just built me. And we're like, oh, well, we have a system for that. And that is the system that has actually now become Flowchat. And we put that in their businesses as kind of a test model from our agency. And we saw the results starting to happen like crazy. And then we said, well, hold on, we're going to take this model and we're going to stop the high ticket agency. We're going to do a mastermind. So we got a mastermind coach, Chris Williams, love the guy to death, helped us build a kick-ass mastermind system. And we used our system to fill that up. And we taught our system in that mastermind and we gave some high level sales coaching. And then all the people in our mastermind, now I'm talking about 80% of them are having the best results they've ever had. They said, how do we, like, this is archaic, Sean, you're selling it off a piece of paper and a spreadsheet. And we're like, ah, yeah, we kind of know. And then the software was built because it was a market need. It wasn't just some idea that came out of our brain. And so that's when we said, okay, let's find some good case studies. Yeah, there's Chris, Group Coach Nation. If you're if you're thinking about running a mastermind or you're you're wanting to learn how to sell to group settings or you want to do something like that, I would encourage you to go learn from Chris. He's one of the best. 
Um, 100%. And if Jackson, if you want to connect with him, he's, he's badass, right? So sure. I'm happy to do that for you. But um, <clears throat> so, so now we're in this place where we're like, okay, we have the software, let's get some case studies. Brooke happened to be one of the first case studies before we even had any of the mean or tech that that is now what's available. It's a totally different software that it was when she started. But what when she came in, what she was doing is she was paying tremendous amounts of dollars for paid advertising. And it was driving right into her inbox and she had no way of managing all of the people that were in her inbox. And so we said, okay, well, cool. Because her process prior was run the paid ad. And then when you have time, two hours a day, go and respond on comments and then start some DM conversations with these people and then start converting. And so that's what happened with um, Brooke. When she came to Flowchat, we said, hold on, stop spending all that money on ads because you've already spent over a million dollars in the past 12 months on ads she had all of the posts that she was running as paid ads and she had thousands and thousands of likes and thousands and thousands of comments on her ads. And we said, instead of that, hire a VA to go out and click one button and one click import all of the people that have liked her ad, one click import all of the people that have commented on her posts. And then that gets put into a Flowchat pipeline system. And now she'll never lose track of any conversations. And from there, she just managed putting in the messaging that will go. So what Flowchat does is very simple. It allows you to one click import as many qualified leads as you want, have a little qualification process in that flow. And then we set up a messaging sequence that we want to send to those people. It's not canned. It's very custom because authenticity is real. And so we help each business. You can structure it any which way you want. And she started sending these messages and saying, hey, I noticed you saw my ad. What was the part you liked about it? And people would say, oh, well, I was struggling with this. Oh, great. Let's book a call. And all of a sudden, Brooke starts booking a call. And in her first week, she was actually able to close more deals than she had in the previous entire month. And so I was like, that's a really good thing to see. And then you can see the results went from 17K up to 30K in just eight weeks of time. And that's a consistent run right now where she's doing you know, 30,000, 40,000. And she just actually, I think hit 50,000 for her first month um, just because she's continued to implement that system. So. Oh, wow. Excellent, man. And one of the things that, <clears throat> that I see uh, that, that are, are the other visionaries that I'm working with and that I'm seeing in the market are not doing is highlighting their case study stories. Um, you guys are exceptional. And in that regard, you guys do a great job of really caring about what it is that, that these, entrepreneurs are achieving achieving look at brooke you know we just i've if you're watching this what i've done is or if you're not watching what i've done is i've scrolled through this monster uh basically sales page where they've focused 100 percent of their effort on sharing brooke elder's story helping them people understand the value that she is to the market helping them see of course what flowchat has done to help her move her business to the next level and i love at the outro you do have your clear call to actions y'all's use ux and ui is fantastic by the way um and down below that you've got connect with brooke in big bold letters right and go see her systems and you send us directly to her link her pages uh, you're honoring your clients by putting them out there and there's just this reciprocal effect that occurs when you do that when you see the world as a win-win opportunity more and more opportunities will gravitate towards you. And, and Sean, you're a phenomenal example of that. So um, where, where did you learn to reciprocate so well? 
I don't know, man. I, I just believe in the golden rule, like treat other people the way that you'd want to be treated. I would love if any of the vendors and, and people that I buy from would do something like this for me. And so I figure, why don't I just do it with them? I'll take the energy and do it and see what happens. And and like you said, it's been it's been pretty powerful because I think the law of reciprocity is obviously one of the biases and I study cognitive biases. So I know that it works. Um, but like the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, Brooke and her team, uh, Louise Henline is, is a, uh, her operator and they're just phenomenal people. Um, so shout out to them for kicking ass. Um, they've sent us a ton of referrals um, just, just because they love us and uh, they continue to, to work with us. So it's just great to have that type of reciprocity. Yeah. I love it. And we're going to skip over Fabi Paulini's story a little bit because we are running short on time. There's a couple of things I want to get to regarding Flowchat before we wrap up, but we will leave the link in the show notes um, so that anybody can go in and learn about Fabi's story as well and what she's experienced with Flowchat. <laughs> that said, a different, and, 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 and again, just the major distinction there is, is what, what uh, Brooke was doing was driving paid ads right to her DMs. What Fabi was doing was driving paid ads into a Facebook group where she was nurturing a bit and then going for a book call afterward. Both systems work very well. There's a lot of different methodology there. Um, what Fabi ended up doing, um, it, what happened was she had so many people entering her Facebook group, she was just losing track of all of them. So again, in Flowchat, you have a one-click import of all your group members, or even if it's not your group, you can import all the people from any group right into a system and you can start messaging them one-to-one -one at scale. That's what Flowchat allows you to do. So you can amplify your message. We are message empowerment. That's what we stand for, um, very, very simply put. So Fabi was able to do that. She stopped the people from slipping through the cracks. And next thing you know, she's now doing quarter million dollar months with her branding agency. I love it. Hey, look, <clears throat> one of the things I'm grateful for about Sean as well is that he's willing to push back when he knows there's value to talk about. Um, so you guys have heard me on this show, kind of try to move it forward. Sean brings me back to the value so that I don't miss it. It's it's a healthy dialogue. It's something that, again, I want more of you who are listening to the show to learn that when you're speaking with somebody who is respectful in nature, they're going to understand that you have something great to guide them towards. Will this episode be a little bit longer than the others? Absolutely. Um, and will it have the value that we need to have? Absolutely. We don't build based on uh, mechanisms. We don't, that's just not how we work at first class business. It's not about having that 10 minute video or that 900 word blog post. It's about making sure that the right value comes out. And so I'm grateful for you to do that shot for, for you doing that because so many people would allow me to just move right into the next topic and steamroll the value that they have there. One thing I noticed on Fabi's page, for those of you who can't see is, and this is the case study page for Fabi. It says what her clients say about her. And then it's got seven different pictures of her clients and their testimonials. Once again, Flowchat has gone to great lengths. To if you click honor. on that, if click on one of those, it's actually oh, a video. Oh, it's a video. Yeah, Okay, buddy. so we need the GIF in there. Have you seen Amber Vilhowers? By the way, shout yeah, yeah, out to Amber. Yeah, the GIF needs to, to be in there, I guess. Oh, so. man, the little GIF feeds, you'd be able to see those are the video. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you got the video testimonials laced right in there. It would be so easy as a developer to be worried about costs or worry about rushing things and say, you know, people can just go to her website and see these testimonials. But the fact that you guys have taken the time to add the testimonials adds an even further depth to this case study um, and, and further authenticity so that people value what it is they're reading. And, it, and ultimately that leads to a far easier decision to move forward in the direction that I need to move based on what my needs are as a potential prospect of Flowchat or now as a potential prospect of Fabi. And if I signed with Fabi, right, let's say I go process a transaction with her, 
I let her know, hey, I found you through Flowchat. What are Fabi Paolini's sentiments and thoughts going to be about her connection to Flowchat? Yeah, I mean, it'll obviously strengthen her. And what's really interesting is because she's a member of Flowchat, we have a very robust affiliate program. And so in this page is laced with her personal affiliate booking link. So if you do go to any of her sites and you end up buying Flowchat, guess who's getting the 25% affiliate recurring commission? Fabi. So not only is she's going to have reciprocal, like, oh my God, I love Flowchat. Now she's going to be earning money because that's the other thing that Flowchat can do is can become a profit center in your business. Win, 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 right? <laughs> However far we can stretch that phrase of a win-win scenario, uh, it's in the best interest of everybody involved. So that's awesome, man. Um, as we're getting ready to wrap up the show, um, one thing I wanted to ultimately surprise you with is first class business has been studying uh flow chat and what y'all are up to we're also ready to get started um so we're going to be getting started with flow chat ourselves and utilizing this we're excited to work with your team um i've gone through the videos jaime and Emmanuel both went through the videos and went through a, a so here's the the type of research that i do everybody so as, as a visionary again it's important to do your research uh, we didn't have to go to the steps, but it certainly has enriched our commitment to Flowchat. Um, so number one, their CTO hit me with a message on Facebook that was quite sound. And I was like, man, they really follow my uh, like my principles too. I feel like I align with this. So I reached out, we created a little bitty connection and it just kind of marinated right there. Um, he asked me about the different businesses I was running. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. I will strike up a conversation with him, see where it goes. And then um, I sent... Amonwell and, and Jaime, I said, can you guys go study the system, book a, book a, uh, an appointment, get a demo. I want to know what y'all's thoughts are. They came back and shared their thoughts based on their level of expertise. Um, they didn't have the ability to fully evaluate the software, but it was enough to, again, create some interest. Then Sean and I met, um, you know, we start talking. I found out my business partner, Dean, has also uh, talked to you guys in the past. And finally, with all the distractions in life, I took some time to actually look at the demo after Ashley of Detail Publishing, one of our other clients, uh, she got a demo of it and I got to hear her evaluation assessment of it. So while it's a long time coming at any point in time, Sean could have said, Jackson, come on, just make a make a decision already or try to like pressure me in with some type of traditional sales tactic. Um, we both know that uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm speaking for Sean a little bit, but we both know that people deserve the space to be able to make their right decision. And they deserve to know that we care enough to be able to provide the right type of support for them to win and succeed. And I've seen that at every corner of Flowchat. You guys, again, you have one of the best support solutions, one of the best ways of, of honoring case studies. And you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't have a system that was working for a lot of people. So there's just so much, there's so much going on with your system that I know two things. Number one, as a provider, as a prospect, as a new client of y'all's coming in, I have to do my part. I have to utilize the tool properly. I have to have the skill sets as well necessary to be able to utilize such a tool. But at the same time, I also now have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to have a team of support ready to help me along the way. And as I get to the points of uncomfortableness with a new system or a new software, a new interface, that I can at least turn to you guys and get some help. And I don't think that's true of the nature that, oh, I'm a podcaster, so you'll do that for me. I see you doing that with everybody that y'all are working with up and down from Jaime and Emanuel, who are two virtual assistants based in Colombia, to my provide to my client, Detail Publishing, all the way up to uh, to where I guess I'm at in this, uh, in this relationship, so to speak, series of relationships. So thank you, Sean, for honoring your customers the way that you do. It deserves honor. I hope many people 
pull out some valuable notes from this. Um, you know, and could say, you know what, how can I shift my business or my vision to also be a, a vision of reciprocity. So Sean, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, first of all, I'd love a copy of the raw file because I'll send it to my team and I'll chop it up and put it on our social and promote you as well. Because, you know, first class business is, is I mean, you guys are rock stars as well. Like if you haven't had the chance to get in, you know, get with Dean or get with Jackson or, or their team, I think what you'll find is, is it's an enlightening conversation and they do really focus on honoring other people and sharing good things and, and pointing out things that are working really well. See, I don't believe in, you know, a lot of people are like pain, 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 kind of a thing. Sandler, right? Find the pain, 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 pain. But I also think there's a lot of pleasure and there's a lot of good that a lot of people are doing. And if you don't highlight that, at least before you dive into some of the pain conversation, uh, the conversation is a little bit sour. So it's like, I, I like to kind of just have both sides. And I know Jackson, um, one thing that I really appreciate you about you is, is the fact that you're, you're very quick to honor and you're very nice to say good words and kind words to everybody. But when there's something that needs to be said, you don't quash it you just say this is what it is we need to talk about it and you go down the path of saying this is the situation good bad or indifferent doesn't matter here's the options what do you think you should do and i think you are very good at giving other people space to say oh that, let me make this decision myself even though you've prompted them with questioning and that's what makes you an expert and a great visionary Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Let's add one final piece of absolute value to people. You sparked it, Sean. It's a concept that I don't hear spoken about in the market of sales. It's something more, uh, more experts need to be putting out there. And that's that we know from a sales standpoint that people buy because of two reasons, right? Pain and pleasure. And that's only 66% of the formula. What I don't hear anybody talking about in the market and what most people don't realize and know, but you're going to be like, holy crap, he's right is that there's a third level that people buy from. And that is not pain, it is not pleasure. You have to ignore both if you wanna to get to the next level, which is purpose, purpose-driven selling. The, the, the superstar athletes out there, the superstar entrepreneurs out there have learned to discipline themselves to often ignore their pain and ignore their pleasure and do the right thing. So when you start connecting with people about their greater driven purpose, or you try to connect to entrepreneurs at the highest levels, a lot of them are driven by that purpose, not the pain or the pleasure. They've learned to ignore those. So tactic, but nonetheless, use it for good. It's a resource just like fire. Use it to warm people up, not to burn people. Visionary Pros, thank you for being on Vision Pros with us. We're excited to get to know you. Don't hesitate to reach out to Sean, myself, or any of our team members, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jackson. Bye now. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for, uh, for giving us your time and attention. And have an excellent time building out your vision and becoming a vision pro yourself. I'll talk to you soon.